prisoner, beware! You gave us the scares! Hello! And welcome to Say Podcast and Die. I said that weird. <laughs> but I'm saying everything weird these days. This week. Yeah. Unlike in our main episode, we are actually recording this this week. And Goosepunks, what a week it's been. Yes, it has been a week. At the moment of recording this, we are still waiting to hear back about some very close state races. But while we wait, we are going to leave all of that at the door for the next few minutes and talk to you about some of the some of the less alarming characters we've encountered mm-hmm. over the last few months as we've been traipsing through the world of fictional 90s horror. Who are we? I am Andy. I am Melissa. And we are the co-hosts of Say Podcast and Die. Um, which you are listening to. Yeah, thanks for listening. We yeah. love hearing from you, and we love that you listen to us. For some reason. Yeah, sorry, we'll be more interesting immediately. Go. Starting now, go. <laughs> okay, so we had an idea this week, which is... To do something a little lighter. And a little easier. Yeah, easier on all of us. <laughs> Especially us. <laughs> so this week we are going to take a little deviation into... Um, Another game we played in the 90s. Yeah. You might know it as Mary Fuck Kill, <laughs> but today we're calling it Mary Date Dump. Because that's probably what we, we called it in the 90s and not Kill Mary Fuck. Kill Mary Fuck is a weird way of putting it because it sounds like you're talking about a person named Mary. Is that <laughs> right. what you called it in California? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if we did call it that. Actually, I might have heard that when I was older. When I first played the game, it was in college and it was called... Mary shag push off a cliff specific would you like to specify push off a cliff for this um I definitely don't want to specify shag I feel like shag fuck and date are three very different things (laughs) yeah so Alyssa let's start with Mary the one that we did yeah we did another one of these two (laughs) guess which one (laughs) both our moms listen to this so Hi. Just move on. <laughs> Who in the goose verse would you marry? So for me, this was an easy one. I immediately went to Mrs. Caldwell, Ooh. Carly Beth's mom from Haunted Mask, because I think that she and I could just take art classes together and drink wine. She's not specifically described as drinking wine, but the entire book, I imagined her just with a glass of Chardonnay in oh, her hand. Oh, definitely. A glass of white wine, like a white wine spritzer. Yeah, exactly. And with, so... like, fruit floating in it so she can be like, it's like a salad. <laughs> Getting some vitamins. Antioxidants. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we would just go make paper mache heads together maybe get a drink with the weird guy who runs the Halloween shop in town and just have, like, a fun, carefree lifestyle together. I can picture it. You'd both be wearing, like, knee-length sweaters and, like, <laughs> yoga pants and just, like, chilling with your sculptures, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. So I had a hard choice. So at first I was thinking Aunt Catherine, mm-hmm. but then I was like, it is cool that she owns a house, but then I'd have to just be kind of also married to the house because of her mortgage payments and everything. I did think of her too, by the way. Yeah, although I think she's awesome. I just would, if maybe if she would be willing to sell the house and like move with me somewhere else. <laughs> but instead, I thought, you know who I really need in my life? Uncle Ben from Curse, 
Curse of the Mummy's Tomb because he is fun. He is, like, super interesting. He's always wanting to go off traveling different places. He's, like, really passionate about his interests, and he makes tons of jokes. And I am not funny. So <laughs> I feel like he could really balance out that part. He could bring the jokes to the table, and I could bring the lack of jokes. Do you remember the jokes he made in that book, Andy? I do not. But I remember... Yeah. That should tell you something. I remember he was a jokester, and he was committed to his pranks. Like, when he dressed up as a mummy. And he, like, used up all that toilet paper to scare his nephew. Yeah, well, And was... then also, like, all of his grad students were forced to laugh at his jokes. Well, I still think that he seems like he would be a real trip. That's true. And and that's what I, that's what I like. <laughs> that's why I ended up with you. Yeah, I'm a real trip. I'm always <laughs> using toilet paper to do pranks. Actually... Should we talk about our Halloween costumes, actually? Yeah, actually, you fucking are using... Yeah, you really did use toilet paper to do pranks. Hey, excuse me. It was Kleenex. Oh, okay. Very Uh, different. Alyssa made us some killer gore makeup Halloween costumes. I mean, we weren't going as anything, I think, other than people who had a horrible accident. Yeah. Do you want to describe your work? In quarantine, I have been watching both Glow Up and Dragula, and I felt very inspired to get some special effects makeup for Halloween. And I watched Bonnie Corbin's tutorials on YouTube. And so Andy had a mask that looked like their face. And then around their actual face, I put gore makeup and also liquid latex to make it look like... I don't exactly know how I would describe it. It was made out of partly... Kleenex too, which was part of the connection, but it looked like my face had been ripped off. But then I had a fun masquerade mask that I could take on and off to, to cover it up. Yeah, exactly. And then my makeup was done to look as if I had, I don't know, yeah, just a horrible gory face, but I'd stapled like half of a face to my face, uh, which was just my actual face. So yeah, it looked like my real face was just affixed to a horrible head, which is <laughs> what it looks like all the time. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you can see pictures of it on our Instagram. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, it was a nice way to make Halloween feel alive, even though we weren't really doing anything. Yeah, exactly. We could have some kind of Halloween interaction by walking down the street and having people either smile and nod or just kind of inch away. So, Andy, who in the Gooseverse would you want to date? Or maybe just go on a date with? I would like to go on a date with Clarissa the Crystal Woman. So I think that she would get really tiring to be married to because, A, probably she would spend way too much on crystals. <laughs> I know for some there is no amount that could be too much to spend on crystals, but for me there is. Um, is it $1? Yeah, I would say like $5. <laughs> like, I had a rock collection. You know, I have yeah. a rock collection. but yeah. The rocks you've found mostly. They were, yeah. Yeah. And also just, I don't need to be, I think, quite as analyzed as, you know... Oh, yeah. I feel like it's a relationship where everything you did, it would be like, okay, well, what does the star chart say? Like, what do the cards say? Like, Have you considered all the outcomes? Yeah, and also I am uncomfortable with your aura right now. And yeah, consider all the outcomes. That's all I freaking do. I don't need help weighing possible bad outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we wouldn't be good for... Right. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be good for, like, a long-term relationship, but I think she's pretty hot and fashionable and she probably knows a lot of cool people and i think yeah just be a nice time so we were thinking along the same lines oh no way because i thought of sarah beth kind of for similar reasons oh it's so kinky (laughs) not as a cat 
as a human. <laughs> well, I just meant because she's like a little bit of a, a dom. Yeah. So she's like the bad version of Clarissa. Yeah. Um, It'd be like a little weird, a little scary, but also it's just a date. So you're not committed to anything. Although with Sarah Beth, you like, might end up committed. Yeah, you might end up. But that, that's part of the charm, right? Like with Clarissa, I think you know you're going to sit down, you're going to read some things, you're going to talk a lot about feelings. And with Sarah Beth, like it's a crazy night and it could end up anywhere. Really? Because I was thinking with Clarissa, it would be more like, let's get naked in the park and like dance around a bonfire and like call up some spirits. That's also a possibility. You're right. Yeah. So one of two things, that or reading a book or both. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think we went after them for the same reason. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I like that you picked Sarah Beth. I think that it also suggests that you're kind of like a little bit of a PUA and are like, I know how to get out of this situation. I've got my Dennis, you know, exit strategy. Separate entirely. <laughs> but famous last words, right? <laughs> so the final, perhaps most damning question, who would you kill slash push off a cliff slash wish death upon? I would kill, push off a cliff, and then wish death upon. <laughs> Dr. Michael F. Tucker from The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, because fuck that guy. Ooh, what, what do you hate the most about him? That he is like, let me take life and death into my own hands. Let me pen up some deer that I stole in my backyard and then, and then say, I'm going to have this dog killed because maybe he got into the deer. Yeah, no, he was terrible. I also was thinking the fact that he we get his middle initial, like maybe it's because he's Michael... <sighs> <laughs> but Arlstein couldn't write that, so he put the T, F. Tucker. Mm, nice. But yeah, maybe Arlstein feels similarly about him, that he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, and I have to say, my honorable mention for this one was Dr. Brewer, so I guess I have a type for this. I thought you were going to go for Dr. Brewer because he's just such a jerk, like so self-focused and, and harmful. Yeah, I think the thing is, he's at least doing interesting work. It makes no sense. But, you know, he's actually accomplished something. He's made plant-human hybrids. He hasn't just, like, stolen some plants. <laughs> I mean, he's stolen their lives, but, you know, whatever. Well, what about you? I had a hard time choosing, and I feel really divided about this one. I think I'm going to land on Mr. Mortman, the librarian. Mm, that's and tough. As someone who has endorsed the Justice for Mortman hashtag in the past... Oh man, this is, Twitter is going to be on fire after this. I know, it's a controversial take, but I think similar to you, I am pretty disturbed by the fact that he is, you know, he's doing the cannibal holocaust thing. He is eating little turtles up alive and also little fish, and he's like grinding them up with his scary teeth, Aww. and they're in pain, and they're trying to run away from him, and they're all fearful. Similar to Michael F. Tucker... He's got these caged animals who have bad things coming to them. But I think it disturbs me even more with Mr. Mortman because he calls them his his timid friends and he kind of takes this glee in it. He's not just cold. He's enjoying how twisted it is. Yeah, I can see that. Even though he and Lucy's family are similar types of monsters, we don't actually have evidence that they play with their food that way mm -hmm. and so like with him they make it quick they eat him up in like one bite you know necktie and all or sport shirt and all yeah um and so we still don't know what a sport shirt is goosebumps <laughs> i think that joy in killing makes me want him gone mm, makes yeah. me joy in his death <laughs> i wouldn't be i wouldn't be enjoying it i'd just be like you shouldn't be so you'd be kind of like lucy's family actually basically they're like you can't be here yeah, exactly. Interesting. You give monsters a bad name. <laughs>
That's really interesting. Also, so for kill, we both picked people who are cruel to animals. Yes. And for date, we both picked people who are kinky witches. <laughs> yeah. And then for Mary, we picked people who either have humor or are artsy. Both, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, is an archaeologist artsy? Yeah. You're not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who works with their hands. Oh, yeah, and makes costumes. Like, he makes he yeah. made his mummy costume. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I guess we have types. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Goosepunks weigh in. It, you know, it's been that kind of week. Play a game of Merry Date Dump with us. Yeah. Who do you, who, who are your picks? We want yeah. to hear. Yeah. Add categories that we haven't thought of. Get to some of the books we haven't gotten to yet, because mm-hmm. we are still only up to book uh, we are about to record on book 20 tomorrow, so yeah, always love to hear more about what's ahead in the goose verse. And then forget it. And then, we, yeah, we probably won't know what you're talking about, but we'll be excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which, which describes our podcast. Can they extend this to things like The Mummy or Slappy or, you know... Not- oh, of course, yeah. You are not bound by humans. I mean, we weren't either. If you want to take Slappy for a night on the town... But settle down with Mr. Wood. Or, I want to know why. Yeah. Or the real estate agent from the first book who's, oh, a, yeah, who's the, a ghoul. The cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. We also have been doing a little bit of horror reading. Do you want to talk about what you're reading? I just finished Carmen Maria Machado's book, Her Body and Other Parties, which is a collection of stories. I actually started with her more recent book, In the Dream House, which is a really good one about intimate partner abuse between, like, femmes. And it's it's phenomenal. And I also read her edition of Carmilla, the original lesbian vampire story. And then uh, this this collection, it's just a really cool collection of dark fairy. Some of, some of the stories are fairy tale inspired. A lot of them, they delve into like horror, sci-fi, fantastical realms and what are otherwise kind of ordinary situations. I think I think it's just a really good book for a person who is constantly maybe overthinking and as a result being horrified by various details of life that it seems like you should be able to just gloss over. And so I loved it. And in keeping with this kind of style, I just started the Letters of Sylvia Plath Volume 1, and they're great so far. Right now, uh, so the earliest one's when she's seven and a half, and I'm up to when she's about 15 now. If you like Food Watch... She is constantly describing every single thing she ate at summer camp, and it's pretty enjoyable. Girl could put away a lot of food. I have been reading Emily Danforth's new book, Plain Bad Heroines, which is a novel about this horror movie that is being made about uh, a sort of haunted girls' school. It starts with these two young women who are in love at the turn of the 20th century, this um, girls' school in Rhode Island, and they're killed in... I was about to say a wasp accident, but that's not quite right. They they're killed by wasps, and then like white people, <laughs> like I with mean, lawnmowers. I mean, I think I think ultimately white people is what killed them, but also by literal bugs. <sighs> and then it feels like the school's haunted, and their legacy is is sort of haunting everybody at the school. And then we sort of flash forward 120 years to now when a studio is making a movie out of it but it's it's got some true to life elements that uh, cross some lines like yeah. West Craven's new nightmare yeah yeah actually it's cool if but that make was it queer queer yeah and also in Rhode Island yeah all those things okay that sounds that sounds fun yeah you know if you like the feel and style of 
goosebumps, like as readable stories that are twisted. But the things that we talk about as sort of implicit that we bring out, like you want that explicit, messed up families, queerness, interesting power dynamics and relationships. But it's in it's actually just being explored as the subject of the book. This would be a good one for you. Sweet. Goosepunks. Tell us what you've been reading. In addition to telling us who your your Mary Date Die picks, tell us what good stuff you've been reading lately that we should check out. And if you're writing something, share it with us. If you're making something, share it with us, and we will plug it on our social media. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I co-wrote a web series with some friends uh, of ours, Brian and Tanya Luna of the podcast Talk Psyched Me. It's a dramedy, I would say, about um, someone who is given a gift card for a therapy website. And, you know, when a friend gives you a gift card for a therapy website, that should tell you something about who you are and what kind of friend you are. Um, and he, and it's sort of his journey through digging himself out of this hole that he's been in and confronting a lot of stuff about himself that he doesn't want to confront. And the episode's are really short. They're really funny. I had a blast writing it with our good friends. Um, you should check it out if you want a little pick me up. Yeah, the pick me upiest part of it is that there is uh, the main character works for a 24 hour Christmas network along the lines of terrible lifetime movies, and you get to see some of the films within the film, and it's it's pretty great. Yeah, those were some of the most fun scenes to write. So yay! All right, happy Halloween. We choose to you know keep it every day in our hearts. That's right. Just because the calendar said November doesn't mean that we have to let it go. Mm mm. And, you know, may God have mercy on our souls <laughs> in the next few days. May Satan have mercy on our souls. Yeah. Get us out of this mess. Seriously. Yeah. Take care, Goosepunks. Stay safe. Listeners beware. Send us more scares. Ooh. Ooh. Good boo. Good boo. <laughs>